0: the new stranger things no yeah steve harrington had a bod in that show a hairy fucking there's bod. no way yeah man he got he got jacked he got yeah, he put on some lbs He he really did was he, yeah, he, was, guy now? he
1: was insecure as shit because everybody thought billy was sexy
0: billy was sexy dude you're gonna tell me billy wasn't sexy
1: I'm all about the dude who abuses his family and is a racist who tries hey, to run right. on a black kid on his bicycle. I'm, I'm all about it, man. All I right,
0: just... that, that aside though, let's think about oh, this.
1: Uh, right. How many times do we put that aside for anybody else in the real world?
0: Um, th- that's you besides the point, Rob, that's besides the point. My point being that he looked great in that show to the point where I was considering like, maybe I could bring the mullet back. Yeah. Solid ass mullet. The mullet came back without you. It's totally back guys. Speaking of, I bullets, would
2: almost do it, but I know Cheyenne would never let me. You should do it,
0: Casey. I really don't think I have the hair
2: for it, honestly.
0: We won't find out until you do it. I think it grows so slow that
2: like it would take it forever for the sides to get back to this length, so I don't know if it's worth it.
0: Can I just say, though, that I was at the beach today, and speaking of mullets, there was a dude with a mullet who literally had the word redneck tattooed on his back, and then there was another dude that was right next to him that had like the uh, Blue Lives Matter flag on the beach, and I just had the thought, like, can you imagine what that was like? Like this dude's packing his sunscreen, he's packing his towel, he's doing this whole shit, but he has to say, "Like, honey, where's my Blue Lives Matter flag?" Like you know, he stopped to get that flag and bring ah. it out to the beach.
1: I think I think that might be an over assumption. I think he takes it everywhere. It was it was readily available. It's it's folded like a he flag at a, at a military funeral. Stands on the it's, other it's,
2: side. Yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> fo- they fold they it up before it they leave. For inspections,
1: they have twenty one gun salutes over it before they leave. <laughs> what what's blowing my fucking mind is obviously right now it's you know pride month there are people who are trying to do just a simple black and white flag where it's like straight pride
0: jesus wow so do we want to do a supernaturally bad podcast episode on straight pride
1: no no i think i, th- I honestly i'd rather i'd rather we jump in this is the supernaturally bad podcast with uh rob Fenley, michael melgar uh andrew vanoy and casey uh what is, what is your your last name this this week Casey?
2: martin
1: casey rr martin is with us here can i ask why well you know honestly all it should tell you everything you need to know about what casey looks like
0: (laughs) that's it um (laughs) this is our first time bringing andrew on board and so i was thinking about us putting together this podcast and how there's just not enough white guys in the podcasting world so i was really thinking like we really need to bring andrew on board so that that's basically it right andrew is that would you say that that summarizes why you're here well enough
3: yeah, the ratio, it's like three white guys to the one uh, Hispanic dude.
0: Yeah, all, you know, all jokes aside, I think uh, Andrew and I bonded over our love for for David Lynch, and it's half of our conversations are Twin Peaks memes, and I thought, let's bring him in. Andrew, you've done a great job, uh, like, breaking things down for me in the past, and so I thought you could really help us figure out how to explain some shit in, in, on, on the podcast. So, welcome aboard, Andrew.
3: Thanks, uh, glad to be here. It's been a lot of fun so far.
1: Well, with uh, with it being uh, Andrew's uh, inaugural episode. We're doing creepy
0: calls and recordings.
1: <laughs> That's absolutely right. We are doing creepy calls and recordings.
3: Uh, you could also just consider this uh, weird calls with the boys. So picture this, if you will. You're winding down for the night. You finished all your chores. Everyone's in bed. 11 o'clock news has started, your mind's shot, your eyelids are so heavy, and then your phone rings. It's an unknown number, but it could be your sister. She was on a long drive from Florida, and it might be at a truck stop. And Maybe she needs help. So you pick it up. Prank calls have long been an annoyance or even an art form to some, but some of those calls go beyond the standard prank and into the strange. I was kind of getting turned down a little bit.
1: <laughs> Bro, I'm like at half mast.
3: Half chat? Homeboy,
1: homeboy half- was just like whispering in my ears, like, oh, bring <laughs> me my, bring me my, what was it? Co- my, my kola nuts or whatever the yeah. fuck it was.
2: What is a, a, oh, a kola nut? Oh, uh, a nut. Kola,
3: kola nut. nut.
1: <laughs> what the fuck is that? That just, that-, uh, that just sounds like, like, like a Coke with nut in it.
3: Cola nut is what they use to make like cola. Like Coca-Cola, it's part of the ingredient. That's where the flavor cola comes from is cola nut.
2: Coke, co- coconut.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was like cacao. But that's, I guess that's chocolate, right? Yeah, that's or, No, that's cocaine. Wait, which, what what makes cocaine?
3: Coca-leaf. Mm.
1: Now, so we, so we had that, that, that's creepy as all hell, right? But <laughs> Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I think we have another one. Michael, could you could you play the one that we have? I, I feel like Andrew,
0: Andrew, we have we have another creepy call to, to listen to here. <laughs>
1: All
0: and, right, and uh, I want to see if you can guess what it is. Okay. Once he's nice and erect, what you're going to do is replace the grapefruit from your mouth. You're going to twist up and down on his shaft and suck the head at the same time. <laughs>
3: um i i believe that might be an aztec death whistle
1: you're very very close very close casey any guesses
2: i i uh how's that on youtube
1: (laughs) i mean to be honest i felt like that sounded like a portly woman telling some other people how to give pleasing fellatio
0: wow rob you want to do that was how to grapefruit your man hey
1: that was pretty creepy, but I, I'd i love to hear uh, hear what else we have in store.
0: I mean, I didn't want to turn this into a spicy supernatural podcast. Yeah, As I mentioned earlier, we're going to be doing creepy calls with the boys, basically. And so um, I want to go ahead and mention that you're probably going to want to listen to this episode with some headphones on uh, for the best audio quality, because some of these calls are going to be a little bit difficult to make out, but they're really fun to to listen to. So get get yourself a good pair of headphones uh, for this episode we're also going to be posting some links with transcripts as to like what, what was going on during some of the some of those episodes. And uh, in general, I'm going to just go ahead and say that I had a blast uh, with Andrew collecting some of these calls. And so I think we're probably going to make a recurring series of these where we come up with like different where we where we find different recordings found on the internet and just and just have weird sounds with the boys. And and that'll be something that we'll do, uh, you know, every once in a while, anytime that we just feel like listening to some creepy audio. So
1: is that um, an invitation for me to call the police uh, frequently with just whatever creepy thing I can say so that we can create content?
0: You know, if I, I will say it was hard to find like some good creepy calls because I found a lot of videos describing creepy calls. So if it comes to that, then I'm not not telling you to do that.
1: So, like, I call 911. and I'm like, yo, I've got nothing but grapefruit juice in my pee hole. I'm freaking out.
3: <laughs> Imagine it stings a little bit.
1: It's probably got a pretty high acidity.
0: I remember one of the first porns I ever watched. Uh, this, like, guy brings out an orange slice and starts, like, squirting it all over the chick. And so I always thought that was going to be more of a part of actual sex. And I've never used any citrus. What
1: kind of fucking movie were you watching? that it sure was, as shit was not it was not nurse come quick i'll
0: tell you that it was it was one of the first ones that i ever watched and it was called snow job
1: did it come from uncle romeo
0: nope it came from God uh, damn it. Our, our, our good friend steve rob from from the from the uh oh middle school bus.
1: steve
2: he was yeah. the man is he still alive i, I
1: don't I know I,
0: man i i don't get the oranges because
2: that's more like a summer thing I'm i look like, dude they, they like- i mean I, I know you wouldn't want to like pour you know some scalding hot chili on her but that's what i want so maybe like you know just have some in the room uh
1: with that said michael i think that you you've introduced us all to uh the the evil within each of us but i think you also you you also have a, a a creepy call for us to listen to that uh that we can hop
0: into is that right yeah absolutely so guys kind of uh, uh stepping away from snow job, Stepping Fucking away oranges. from just like from from oranges and porn um, our first creepy call today uh, features this man named Gary Sudbrink and um, uh, big ups to uh, last podcast on the left they did, they did a side stories episode where they like played a couple minutes of this uh, of this call and it freaked me the fuck out so i immediately decided we needed to look into more of what this was this comes from a normalparanormal.org article entitled creepy calls from a strange entity written by Justin Bamforth. In 1993, Gary was an Air Force Captain assigned to medical pharmacy work in San Antonio, Texas. In February of that same year, he planned an unannounced surprise trip to visit friends and family in Long Island, New York. Even though he didn't tell anyone about his trip prior to departure, it seems that someone or something else already knew. At his parents' house in New York, Gary placed a call to his longtime friend, Mike. But Mike relayed how he had already spoken with Gary by phone the day before, describing how Gary had just flown in through LaGuardia Airport along with the impression that he was coming down with a cold. This was although Gary had actually come in through JFK and even though Gary was perfectly healthy at the time. As a result, Mike decided not to hang out with him, which left Gary quite confused. As the two of them conversed, another call came in through call waiting. With his parents still present in the room, Gary picked up the other line and, a deep, mechanical voice greeted him with some bizarre dialogue. Instinctively, for whatever reason, Gary pressed record on the nearby answering machine in an attempt to document it. Here's the recording of the call he received that night.
3: Play, cocksucker. What's your problem?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who it is. Yeah. Do you want to speak to him? Gary's so yeah, who's this? Steven, are you playing games with me or what? Huh? Steven, if you're playing games, i are gonna kick your ass. So how long are you going to be back from Texas? Huh? You're being impersonated by the other voice. Yeah, this is you, Steven. You idiot. You're pissing me off. Jerk. I'm gonna get you once. Let's see what it says review. One new call out of area. Is Steven out of the area? Are you going to be back from Texas? Wait, say that again? You are being impersonated by the other voice. Wait, hold on. Is Steven out of the calling area or what? I
0: don't
4: know. What do you mean you don't know? He's in Queens. Who are you talking I don't know who the fuck. Who? Hello?
0: Here's Gary. So just to kind of recap here, Gary gets this call, right? And he keeps... The the voice on the other end just keeps asking, like, how long are you going to be back from Texas? So as a reminder, nobody knew that he had actually traveled outside of Texas, except for, like, his... I guess his mom and and, and his father. And he keeps saying, like, Stephen... you know, you're you're such an idiot. You're pissing me off. And Stephen is his brother. And uh, l- later on, we find out that Stephen actually has never played any this type of practical joke on Gary. So, I mean, Gary was just kind of trying to search for answers here. Um, and you know, we we heard we heard mom in the background. We heard dad in the background, and they're just massively confused. Uh, this this voice again keeps asking, "When are you going to? How long are you going to be back from Texas?" And then it says. You're being impersonated by the other voice.
1: I mean, that's creepy. Uh, I w- one thing I'd like to throw out there, though, is how funny it is to listen to what is basically just like New York, like asshole, like like at no point, like they're they're just like I'll, I'll fuck you up, like they like that guy called the wrong house, you know, like no, like nobody zero in zero to house- sixty. like nobody who picked up the phone sounded the least bit intimidated. They sounded like, okay, if you keep this up, I'm going to, I'm going to have to have you come down to my house now. Like we're going to have to do this.
3: So here's an important part that was, as we cut off, this is important to, you know, some information later to come on. Dad actually asks the voice, are you an intergalactic person? And then Gary chimes in that, are you a space alien? which is very strange to jump to that conclusion i'm just gonna say
0: yeah so this isn't gonna be much of a spoiler because it's kind of we find out shortly after that gary and his father had had apparently seen ufos throughout most of their life they'd actually had a couple of uh, instances where they had seen some stuff and gary sudbrick also has a very strange story that we'll get into here in, in just a little bit but there was definitely they immediately went there so I, I i totally agree with you andrew this is something that we should definitely note is that that's I- immediately where gary's dad went
1: i'm not gonna lie they sound like they said like their whole family sounded like those dudes from like the uh like the coney island videos where they're just like bing bong like like <laughs> like that alien that alien was fucking around with the wrong family
0: casey what what did you think about the first gary Sudrink call I don't see why he didn't hang
2: up any sooner. Uh, honestly, like, he just keeps repeating the same shit over and over. I would, I don't think much of that. I don't know. I mean, like, he, he, everybody knows everything. I don't know. The other voice.
1: Well, I mean, Casey, well, that's admittedly, nonsense. Admittedly, we did cut off right before the end where he also brought up, uh, you know, have you thought about the, the, the new 10 year siding that we can offer for your house? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's incredibly durable, and we will put a crisp one hundred dollar bill in your hand for signing on with us.
2: Your auto warranty has expired.
0: Yeah, I think Gary just didn't wasn't on the call for long enough to, to like just hear the the sales pitch. No,
2: he was on the call too long. That thing kept repeating. Yeah, That's he whatever. was hang up. That's probably was, like a bill collector or something. They're like, oh, how long? Oh, well, now that we confirmed it's you, listen, let's talk about this Mastercard that you've got. All right, Gary, yeah, let's it's, talk it's, about this.
1: It's the repo dude for his Camaro. They're just—they're just trying to confirm he's actually back.
0: Gary has a brother, and Stephen is one year older than his other brother Brian, who is five years younger. And at the moment that he received the first call, Gary thought it was Stephen playing a prank on him, as we mentioned earlier. Um, but Stephen was not known to be a prankster. So there was a separate strange occurrence that happened that involved both Stephen and Gary some a few years prior. Gary was on a way to a wedding which was also in Long Island. So apparently, I guess Long Island is like a a place where all this type of shit happens. And Stephen saw Gary drive up alongside him, make some really weird faces to get his attention, and then simply just drive off. However, Gary was in Long Island at the time. He didn't have a car to drive let alone the make and model he saw. So even though it was the exact same one that had been parked at Gary's residence in San Antonio, Steven saw Gary drive up alongside him, make these faces and then just drive off, even though Gary was nowhere near him whatsoever. So this is kind of like, a, a, I think it's relevant in the sense that there has been some strange happenings that that have occurred with this family. And these uh, it seems to have culminated with these like series of phone calls. So we have a second call here that, gary received from the mysterious caller
2: so gary's got to be some kind of like karate guy or something right like neo i mean if they're impersonating him he's got a
0: fucking it's
1: an immaculate credit score dude ah let's listen
3: to the guys try to get a hold of the karate man here what is your question
4: yes uh speaking Yes. Could I answer any questions for you? Are you back from Texas? i um, not back yet, no. How long have you to be back from Texas? Let me answer. First, you tell me, where are you calling from? I'm Gary yeah, why don't you tell me where you're calling from? Who is this? What do you mean, who is this? You should know who it is. It's me, Gary. I'm Gary. Excuse me? can't hear too well. Yeah, it is a full moon out. That's true. Could you identify yourself? Identify yourself. Why are you calling me? Excuse me? I cannot hear too well. Hold on, let me switch phones. Keep an eye on the sky, he said. Keep an eye in the sky? Yeah. Yes, can I talk to him? Have a okay, hold on. Say that, repeat that again. Okay. Near Orion. Near Orion. Holy mackerel. Tonight or just when? The full moon. Yeah. Double Okay, repeat last word. I'm hearing static. am oh, i like to talk to
3: He hung up. So just to kind of fill in, because at that point in the recording, it's very uh, low and really hard to hear what's being said, but asking again, are you back from Texas? How long are you going to be back from Texas? And then says some really strange things like keep an eye on the skies, Near Orion, the full moon, and just keeps repeating that over and over. Oh, and then there's also show double of you.
1: See, I saw that though. I saw this was uh, you know this was this was the first Men in Black. The 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 key to the galaxy rests on Orion's belt. The, that that was that was the first Men in Black movie.
0: But the, these calls took place in 1993. It looks like so. Yeah, Men well before in Men in Black's release. No. But I'm
1: just—I mean—but if they're the men in black, I mean, the men in black can go back and forward in time.
0: And I just want to throw it in there too that. But Will Smith did wish he could go back and forth uh,
1: Let's bear in mind that the films—the films were based on a comic book series. When was the comic book series written?
0: Oh, that, that was way before then. I want to throw it out there too that the this type of call is described in depth in the the book we brought up in the first episode, the Mothman Prophecies by John Keel. He talks about all these people who are receiving these strange phone calls that sound exactly like what we just listened to with Gary with Gary and this mysterious voice. And they always have that same sort of monotonous, like very, like they're saying what seems like uh, completely, it, it just seems like nonsense. It, it doesn't make any sense. Casey, did you make any sense out, out of any of what this mysterious voice was saying?
2: Well, I mean, did they do it? Like, did they do what he said? Did they did they look at uh up at the uh, spot in the sky?
3: I'd say they did,
2: because I know on Red Dead. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but like, there's certain parts of the game where, like, if you go and look when the moon's at a certain time, you can see stuff. So, like, maybe in you know art and what often imitates life, did he do it? Is there any is there any uh, evidence on that? Did he actually follow through?
1: I mean, they've been doing it,
2: because it seems like if he's willing to entertain these fucking tedious ass phone calls you may as well go and look up you know do a little stargazing
1: am i the only person who is absolutely floored by how funny it is that the, the dad is so much like, he, like in that last call at least twice but probably more than that because i've been drinking he, like that you can hear the dad in the background just like give me the phone give me the phone. like i want to talk to him like i need to let me talk to him like, let me talk to that. Let me talk. To
2: I'll sort this out.
1: Yeah, and it's like, okay, so either the dad, either the dad. Hey, Gary, has, go like,
0: eat. A, go eat with your mother.
1: We got good pastrami, Gary. Go on. You never had the makings of a varsity
0: athlete, Gary. You're never gonna be a man, Gary. Just, just give me the phone, Andrew. Do you think we want to play the last record, the last call? What do you think? <laughs> we
2: may as well. I mean, let's let's finish
0: the trilogy. Yeah, you know what? Let's play this last call because there's a few a few things here that kind of ends this theme. I feel like, and on top of that. Well, this third call says the same shit over and over again. Okay, yeah, let's do the fourth call then. We jump we jump ahead to the fourth call, which took place the following day actually around the same time. So, in total, Wait, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry, hold on. Uh, I I think maybe I had a miscommunication here. So, the first two and also the third the, the third call that we're not going to listen to, those all happen in one night. Like it's all one night?
3: Yeah, all in one night.
1: This is like the fucking time that Casey h- like hung out for a stakeout at my house. They're basically just staking out the phone. They're just sitting around drinking, waiting for this idiot to call them again.
2: Oh, dude, we got to do another stakeout.
1: We're, we're moving to a nice neighborhood. We won't need your Red Rider anymore.
2: <laughs> that was a good time.
1: It was. If you we guys ever get been. a
2: chance to go on a stakeout, you guys should do a stakeout. It's a we lot of fun. We,
1: we, we could have been murdered, but we
0: fortunately we weren't.
2: So. I was... Yeah, I thought it was worth the risk to go out there. You know, we we, we did what we had to do.
0: The Casey Chronicles of uh, living in—is it honeysuckle, Casey? Like, like
2: oh, this we, was back oh, when Rob's up, place. This,
0: this was up at my place. Oh, so even worse.
1: I oh, imagine. Wow. I don't
0: know. I, I have no clue. I mean, you've been there before, motherfucker. You know. I mean, I do, but I've never been there at night. I don't think. Have I been there? I actually, yeah, I was there at night because I remember we ordered burger, like we ordered like McDonald's, I think, and it was like two in the morning.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe. Shit, I don't know, man. Uh, it, it's a rough place to be at night, I'll tell you that.
0: So that was presumably the end of the mysterious phone calls, at least on that specific night. The following evening, however, the mysterious caller returned. Although Gary's mother was not present for the fourth call, both Gary's father and his uncle Tom were there. Between Gary's father and uncle, they both had a UFO sighting together, unlike Gary, who to my knowledge is not. So guys, this is the final call that Gary received. And again, he's he's with... His father and his uncle Tom, who who both apparently have had a UFO sighting, so they immediately connected. Like in their minds, these calls are related to UFO sightings because they're telling us to look into the skies. They're saying something about the moon, so Uh this culminates. One hundred percent. Yeah. So this culminates with this fourth call.
4: Yes, this is me. Can I speak to? I ask why it's you're scary c- scary, scary, scary. Yes, can I ask why you're calling? Can I please ask? Act- yes, this is. Scary, scary, scary. Yes, that is me. me dead, Say that again? Planet, I'm staying right here. Me, dead, this is this a joke or what? The money to be contacted has the same with you. Hey, let me tell you something. I've been listening to you. And I've had contacts with you. Government interference. Government interference? have, please explain what type of interference. from the dark side of the moon. Okay. Um, what branch of the government? What uh, What should I do? to be disrupted by them. Okay. Is that good for me or bad? They hung up.
1: So I need to report this to the IRS at the end of the year. What does this guy say? It's-
0: so, yeah, let's recap here a little bit because it was a little bit difficult to, to hear this, this voice. So he's saying, you know, he of course he's he's asking again, is Gary Sudbrink there? You know, he keeps asking that over and over again. But then he says, We come to be within this planet, in this planet to visit the many, to be contacted as the same with you. And so he repeats this a few times. And then he says, beware government interference you beware visitations to be disrupted by them and then there's some unintelligible stuff you can't really hear and he just says the sun will rise on dark side of moon world no show double from you and then he, he ends again with saying beware of government interference visitations to be disrupted by them and that's, that's all right. The last
1: uh, thing. Look, I'm I'm sorry. Have you guys have you guys ever seen like the like the Star Wars that's been translated into Chinese and then back into English? That's what this guy was fucking talking about. Padme at the end of uh, like episode three or whatever. She's in there, and when you when they translate it into Chinese and they translate it back into English, it comes back as like the the conglomerate does not recognize you. You cause pain for we, and you lean against the conglomerate. And he's just like betray me. You will have done. That's what this fucker sounds like. There's nothing like nothing comes out of his mouth that sounds like real. Like it, it like it's just a bunch. Of, it's like gobbledygook.
2: Well, I I feel like it's just like probably an issue with like <clears throat> maybe a, a higher form of intelligence he's trying to talk to us because you gotta think there's gotta be forms of, of, of aliens and stuff that are sitting around on their ships and they like are thinking to one another oh man these jackasses make noises that's how they that's how they figure things out they just make a whole bunch of noises and so they're trying to figure out the best way to do it and i guess that you know maybe they're being mm. cryptic because they feel like government interference you know maybe somebody's listening i'm all on board i think uh imagine though imagine aliens
0: so hold on a second casey so i just just want to be clear here so you you think this is a uh, this is real like this is probably an alien trying to communicate with gary or or some entity trying to communicate with gary and and gary you know just isn't really understanding the message yeah he's
1: from long island he's He's already on the back foot
0: why pick gary
2: i think gary is just he even has a shitty name destiny. Gary needs to accept his destiny and his fate. Dude, you know, do what the voice says, man. Let's see what happens.
0: He needs imagine, to save Long Island.
1: Imagine, though, if you will, being so smart and like an, an advanced a, a, an entity that it that it gives you a handicap. <laughs> like, you're so smart th- that you're not smart.
3: Well, it's like the arrival whenever they have to figure out how to communicate with each other. It's uh... You know, one of one of them has to come down a level, and one of them has to come up a level. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's... but I mean, all they all they really had to do was come kill us. They should have done that to begin with.
0: Um, excuse me, they don't have to come and kill us.
1: They shoulda. They shoulda. I mean, if whoever it was that did the bomb, that the, the, like that's all I would as as the alien. I'm like, Haha, fuck love, forward, backwards in time. I don't give a shit. You guys tried to kill us. You're dead.
0: Good thing you're not the alien, Rob. So okay i i, I want to back up and a little bit here also
1: also real quick on arrival though before you take it back they they're gonna do all this stuff they're gonna help everybody They're gonna learn how to like talk forward and backwards in time they're gonna fix forrest whitaker's fucked up eye
2: Hey, leave Forrest alone yeah man he he's earned that now you ever see repo men i have oh fucking great movie
1: based off of uh based off of a rock opera
2: weirdly enough I'm glad I saw the movie already. Casey,
0: do we feel like this is just the alien trying to dumb down its message, trying to tell tell Gary, like, hey, the sun will rise on the dark side of the moon, world, no.
2: Oh, they're giving him coordinates or something. They gotta be telling him, like, hey, this is where you gotta go to get picked up or something, you know? It's like, uh, hey, we're gonna give you a ride. Maybe they wanna study him. Maybe, uh, I don't know.
0: They want to start, yeah, like maybe they want to get to know a bit more about like New York's just like just just culture in general. And they, they go, to your, scary.
2: go to your rooftop and, and look at the moon at this time. And then next thing you know, a big light zips him up into space and uh, he gets fucked around up there for a little while and and shat back out down here. And it's all, it's all you know, that's what I think was probably going on. I think he probably just stayed inside waiting on all these calls and probably missed the chance of a lifetime
0: so okay before we move on i want to quickly ask so casey you think that th- this was aliens trying to communicate with gary and i want to I also hear from rob and andrew about this
2: 100
0: okay cool rob what do you think buddy man <sighs> to be honest with you please be honest
1: my bet right what so this was in the 90s what was the opioid crisis looking like in the 90s was it was it do we have any any real numbers
2: on that
3: i think it was just getting started i think the heroin thing started to kick in in the early 90s i think crack was still going too right yeah crack was definitely big in the early 90s right right well and and also i mean music has told me anything
1: well, if American gangster is anything to to, to, to take notes from, I, I have to assume the heroin thing was was big right after Vietnam, heroin and, and, and morphine. But um, but regardless, I think humans have always gravitated towards opioids anyways, because it's a suppressant. People don't like to feel what they don't want to feel. Right. So I think that you got this fucking dude who is he got like he got gary's number right gary is such a fucking idiot he doesn't hang up like it's a fun call it's it's funny like gary doesn't just say okay fuck you and hang up gary's like who is this gary's like i've seen aliens before what is this so so he he bites it's it's like fishing for the long island idiot and this dude has him and on top of that He has not only Gary, but he's also got Gary's dad hooked. uh, His, his uncle, uh, his, his his mom hooked. And then uh, clear the next day, his mom or his dad, or sorry, shit, his uncle is hooked. So he's, he's bringing in the whole family. That's a fucking cash cow for any stoner who's sitting there, want to fuck with somebody. And this guy, I think sounds very much like he was just like, you know what? I'm high as balls. I was going to just ask you if you had Prince Albert in a can. But I got you. I got you, bitch. Uh, and then just rolls with it. And I think Gary I think Gary played right into that, that idiot's hands by being a bigger idiot. And that is my feeling.
0: So drugs. Drogas. That's drogas, okay. Nah. All, All done, right. Though. So we got aliens, we got drugs. Andrew?
3: So uh, I've got some very interesting things to share because I did a lot of research on this topic um so nerd i know first off nerdlinger so there's a part uh that you know gary sudbrink embellished or added or whatever since this time he's showed up on a couple of different podcasts to discuss this he doesn't go into a shitload of detail but um he did mention that at some point there was a men in black type character who was just being very strange and pestering him at the airport and asking him, you know, where are you going, where are you coming from and all these things. And then the person sat next to him on the airplane and then the stewardess is like you've got to get away from this dude. And the the guy was just being super weird and described him very much as being like a man in black that he was had the weird strange face, no facial hair and talked weird and everything. But the the thing to to lean in here is that Casey's making sure to mention that dad's involved. Uncles involved. So there's actually a book called Long Island Oddities that refers to a Tom and Bill Sudbury, which uh, Bill is the dad and Tom is the so called uncle, as we uh, had Michael tell us in there. And they were part of Lufon, I guess is how you'd say it L I U F O N, which is Long Island UFO Network. And they were very close with a guy named John Ford, who is the head of the Long Island UFO Network. And they claimed that there was a UFO crash in South Haven. Um, And then they made this outrageous claim that they flew a remote-controlled plane with a camera on it and took a lot of photos and reportedly captured film of aliens and wreckage and things like that. There's a still... Gary did or or Lufon? Lufon. So it's Tom and Bill. This This is before Gary. We're talking 1970s here. Oh, okay. So... So they flew a remote-controlled plane with a camera, um, and then they issued a, they were part of a, they had like a a newsletter or whatever, and there was this shitty grainy picture that nobody could make anything out. reason I mention that is because this Ford guy really, 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 you know, held on to this thing and showed this tape to everyone who would listen. You can actually read about this in the Long Island UFO update volume three in 1992, but he thought of this as like a new Roswell type Area 51 situation. And uh, he maintained that there were aliens at this place called Brookhaven, which is a a military installation in New Jersey. So he just kept on and kept on about it. This fella, John Ford, ended up being arrested for attempted assassination of Three local uh, government officials for trying to cover up the supposed crash and, um, what? Well, and having the aliens. So hold on. So so,
2: so so this guy's credibility is just like yeah. totally shot, right? Okay,
0: hold up. Gary's well, credibility, or his or his father and uncle, the no, guy so, that the the assassins.
3: Yeah, the guy who's associated with uh, Gary's uncle and dad. Got so it. the. So to get even further into that, the way that he tried, this John Ford fella tried to kill these government officials, he did it with uh radium. So he, he hid like nuclear materials in their car and managed to smuggle it into their toothpaste somehow. So that was one of his charges was, uh, you know, possession of a deadly radioactive material. They ended up found, finding him unfit for trial. You can actually read about this in a lot more detail in the January 11, uh, 1998 edition of the Washington Post. There's an article called Out There that goes through this whole thing. But my thought is that Gary's in on this thing with his dad and his uncle, and they really wanted to make this thing happen because, you know, dad's in there, wants to be in the the call the whole time, really kicks it off with your interstellar person. And at the end, seems to Acknowledge that they're trying to mess with him and his family. Gary kind of coming along for the ride. He's like, Yeah, dad, I'll help you do this, but also at the same time trying not to get into a situation that like puts them in you know any kind of association with John Ford.
1: Hey Dad, you think we're gonna get, we're gonna meet
0: some aliens? What what accent was that?
3: What the fuck was that? Dude, that
0: was my attempt at a New York accent.
2: That was dope. that wasn't um, right. good. It, 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 it was it
1: was it was um so it, was not- would- it, was, it was noteworthy. Uh, I'll so, okay, you don't think uh, I can ring that to a loop uh, on meeting?
0: Bing uh, bong. Was that upstate New York you were doing? They immediately think I'm I'm a man in Black. Fuck your <laughs> life.
2: <laughs> I, I think okay. uh, I think that's like a New York street urchin voice.
1: Okay, so and and this is not a this is not an addendum to what I said earlier, but I do I do want to just kind of with with Andrew's uh, feedback there um i do want to throw out there uh long island does kind of have a fairly decent history of just like bullshit stories that happen out there to make people famous for example uh the whole like all of like the amity hill horror also happened out there and that ended up being just a, a shitload of falsehoods. it's it's very likely that these people found a way to to or or you know that they basically they were just like you know what We'll, we'll we'll glob into this story or whatever and stay as far out of it as we can but there's tons of shit i think people in long island are bored as fuck
0: i'll say this there was this this reddit user on, on one of the threads that that was talking about this gary Sudbrink call and somebody actually sped it up I, I can't remember how much they sped up the the audio of this voice and it actually ended up sounding a lot like gary at like a normal pace like at a like a regular like pace of like just human conversation do you want to speak to him Oh, it's clearly
3: okay. like a record. It's a it's a tape recorder on the other end of a phone, and like they're putting shitty batteries or something in it, so it's like getting slowed down, or somebody's putting their finger on the the tape spindle and slowing it down. Like, it, it's 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 a tape recording, clearly. I
1: honestly, I thought you guys were gonna say like, oh, it's like somebody somebody went into this, and like when they sped it back up, it actually was done to the tune of like the the Super Mario. Like, <laughs> da 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 da, 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 da.
0: Like, I actually listened to that. I I don't think that the Gary call is legit, just based on all the stuff that we, you know, all, all the things that we've learned. I really, but but I will say that they did their homework because I do believe that these calls used to happen in, in quite some frequency, especially back in the landline days. So, and a lot of those there's 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 some actual accounts that I I do feel are 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 credible. So I don't I don't know about Gary's call, but I do think that some of them are legit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Gary, Gary was a dipshit and I feel like Gary, Gary might've played himself though. I feel like uh, you, you brought up Andrew, the the hot take of it's very clearly like a recording with the Gary phone call and thought about that at all. But like, when you said it, I was like, oh, this man is literally just sitting in his own fucking dining room with a recording, just playing shit off the cuff, you know, And it's just like that guy was, was the literal definition of playing himself.
2: But his Whereas dad said, he- "Get the good phone."
1: <laughs> his dad was in on it. His dad was just a stupid and, and in need of attention.
0: So with that, I think we got to bring this episode to a close. We heard a lot of great creepy shit. Enjoyed finding this stuff and listening to it together. I really look forward to covering creepy sounds again in the future. There's a lot of great stuff like the bloop.
1: Are we um, ever going to cover the 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 singing of planet? I do. I very much enjoy the way Saturn sounds.
0: Saturn sounds awesome as hell. Yep and some of some of those sounds are actually in our intro and outro so i hope you guys enjoy not not saturn specifically i can't remember which one it was but are
1: the pendejos back
0: not yet but uh some of the things that we you know coming up at uh, at some point in the near future obviously more more creepy sounds at some point um i think we're going to cover the stand down clown next is one of the one of the uh, uh topics we're throwing around andrew and i are also going to do a david lynch rewatch we're going to start with like the pilot episode of twin peaks and just uh, there was a lot of shit that I felt like I really missed in watching Twin Peaks, and it's become one of my favorite shows. And Andrew's kind of an amateur expert about this. Or well, would you consider yourself a professional at this point, Andrew?
3: Um, I, I I wouldn't characterize myself either way, but
0: uh, I,
3: I think it'll be fun and to do, and we'll see where it goes.
0: As always, guys, if if you if you ever want to reach out to us with corrections, because God knows we're going to need corrections, because we're not going to get shit correct all the time. Please, mostly Casey corrections questions comments if you want to make topic suggestions reach out to us at this here podcast at gmail.com um always happy to get your emails but uh yeah i think uh i think we need to bring this to a close you guys have a catchphrase uh
1: well i don't i don't have a catchphrase i feel like uh since it's andrew's first night andrew i think should get a chance to make the catchphrase Uh, He's been an integral part of the editing process he's been truly truly a a wonderful ad and I think that uh, letting him pick the catchphrase is going to be amazing before
0: Andrew
1: right but like before before we do that I also want to add on to the uh, the David Lynch uh, rewatch side. Casey and I, neither of us are are, are probably going to be a part of that too much. However, we will more than likely be throwing uh, Casey and I do occasionally get together. We get drunk and we play uh, a VR Star Trek game called uh, called Bridge Crew. And uh, I I frequently without without Casey's knowledge record the sessions and uh, will will more than likely have that available as uh, as episodes as well. You
0: can't um, do it so without his knowledge because it's illegal, bro.
1: Ah, what's he gonna do?
0: Don't put it online if it's illegal. Good fuck, Casey.
1: You now know it. Yes. <laughs> it's been done.
0: So, Andrew, but, give us a catchphrase. Uh,
3: oh, yeah. catch, for catchphrase uh, uh, The Supernaturally Bad Podcast, where you learn to grapefruit your uh, Sasquatch.
1: Oh.
0: Perfect. Thank you, everyone.
1: Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, you've, you've been very patient. Have a good night. <laughs>
0: This has been the Supernaturally Bad Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us about a topic we should cover or just reach out to chat, send us an email at thisherepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Pendejos. Pendejos. No. No, wait.
3: Pendejos.